Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul podcast, we have Andre Parody. He is a relationship coach, NLP coach, educator of effective communication strategies, workshop leader, public speaker, and a two-time Amazon number one best-selling author. Andre has also danced professionally and has worked with renowned vocal artists, including Michael Jackson and Prince. Oh my God. We are so excited to have Andre with us. Thanks for joining us. Hello, ladies. Hi, how are you? Very good. Look at the sun on my face. I live in Los Angeles. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your accent from? Where are you from originally? Oh, I am French Canadian originally. French, first language. Okay. Well, I've got some Cajun in me. Oh, well, that explains everything. <laughs> I don't, you don't have to say anything more. <laughs> Excited to talk to you because I've been embracing the feminine, which I see that that is the big passion of yours as well. I think it's ridiculous and amazing at the same time that I teach women to reconnect with their feminine. So like, how would I suggest that a guy would teach me how to be a girl? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Like, say to them, like, really, you have to have a male body to really understand the effect of femininity on us girl on girl you have a sense of it but you know it's like you have to have a male body to describe what that does to us what i that how that inspires and wakes us up and brings us to life and, and wants us to be better and wants us to be heroes and all that so like and, and there's no words to this like you don't have to say anything you just have to show up with it and men just go oh, you know what I mean? so our culture will raise you to be masculine we will raise you to be tough independent you know, powerful, that's all masculine. And it's good for stuff, it's good for business and, and money. However, for relationship, kiss of death, the kiss of death, the kiss of death. Show up with your balls in my face, it's not going to go far. Yeah. So that's, but yeah. that's what we train you to be, balls in my face, balls yeah. in everybody's face. And they're irritating to me. We've been talking a lot about this, so trying to connect with, which I have in my background right here, the oh, triple goddess. Yeah. Mandy asked, well, is there a triple god? And there sure was. The Trinity is it's all about the Trinity is everywhere, right? Like you understand that it is. if we're going to take it all the way, like you can dig into this, like mythology and religion and the soul. I mean, if, if you have that kind of brain, like you'll never, you go in and never come out. Eat. Why should I eat? Why should I eat? It's so, so much more interesting. <laughs> like there's nothing else, but like, the, like I think something that again, culturally we're missing completely. And it's not an accident. It's the Trinity of marriage. Right, mm-hmm. that was sacred always since the beginning of time. Marriage was for the stability of a relationship and children. Everybody had their roles, and the Trinity was a man and a woman coming together under God. Three pieces, like it's a triangle, it's a pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. So the part that we're missing nowadays is the God part. Like we're all about ourselves, me, 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 self, self, that self-affirmed, self-defined, sin discovered, self, self, self. But we forget in that there's no complimentary, there's no coming together, there's no get this right behind me. Look, this is my wife and I, bottle dancing. Oh wow, that, that is, a, is amazing. That is a couple, right? Because as a couple, so this is not equality. This is complimentary. This is coming together for the purpose of the dance. Relationships are coming together for the purpose of the relationships. Two different pieces that become something new. Do you understand? It's like a like a bowl of dancers. Like on their own, you've seen people disco dancing, 
right? They're, they're, they're independent. <laughs> they're separate. They're dancing, but they're not touching. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. really, that's relationships nowadays. Mm-hmm. Relationships that are profound do this. They dance together. They have to practice. They have to step on each other's toes. She's not passive. We can hate this thing in the culture that women slaved by men. Get the hell out of here. She's not passive. She's very active. I can't drive her or take her for a spin for her to let go, be feminine, and squeal. I still make my wife squeal when we dance. Seriously. <laughs> the only reason Aww. she can squeal is because she trusts me to take on a ride with that. And I'm not going to spin her into the wall or into a table or into the next couple, right? Like, there's a lot of vulnerability there for her and trust that I'm going to take on a little adventure on the dance floor and she'll be free to be woman. And by the way, if you've seen bottom dancers dance, I'm irrelevant. You don't see the dude. I'm kind of driving the show, but you don't see me. You see, it's the girl who you see. That's all you're looking at. So mm-hmm. she gets to be glorified, a princess. She gets to be free and let go of control as I'm taking on this ride and she has to trust me. And I have to be very sensitive to not over leading her. Just like in yeah. a relationship, just like in any relationships in a dance, there's always a leader and a supporter. Now, this is interesting because people resist this equality, equality. No, 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 no. Even like business relationships, I have these guys that I know who are in business together, right? Two. I'm not talking a group of nine, I'm talking a group of two. Like if you have duality, the relationships, business relationships, love relationships, even like homosexual relationships that succeed have a duality, have polarity, right? So in business, one guy grabs the mic, you know, is the one who talks to everybody, who's a door opener, who's the one to get, hey, 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 right? Extroverted personality. If the other guy is extroverted, it doesn't work. They fight for the mic. Do you know what I mean? In any dynamic that works for money, business, relationship, there's a duality. One is more extroverted more and more introverted. One likes to drive more. The other wants to support more, right? Mm-hmm. Like in those, that couple that I'm talking about, the guys, like I said, one loves to be in front of people and open doors and talk to everybody extroverted. The other one is the writer, is the thinker, is the one who produces it. And but together, yeah. fantastic business, right? This is what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, yin yang. There's this yeah. constantly polarity. There's have opposition in order for, to keep the energy going. You know, equality. How do you have it with having peace though? Because like that, Mandy and I have talked about this, and both of us with our partners. I mean, politically, you, with question? religion, with different, you know, belief systems, all these things, sometimes even parenting, we're just on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> that's <laughs> the point. Oh, God. Well, what I mean by that is, you know, obviously, politically, if you're on both sides, that's going to be difficult, right? Because thinking is literally completely different. So that's complicated. How do you keep the peace? The, the peace come into negotiating. <laughs> yeah, I, I seriously, I seriously, because people say that on oh, relationships are compromising. You have to compromise. Like, get that out of here. The compromising sounds terrible. I don't want to compromise anything. Well, we'll ne- we can negotiate. We can talk about it. You know, when you do this, I don't really like it. How about maybe if a different way? You know what I mean? Like this, I love this. I don't really want to do. Do you want to take that on? Like it's all negotiation. It's all like you know. Again, in the dance of polarity, extroverted, introverted, leading more, supporting more, whatever. There's stuff that my wife does much more naturally than I do that she doesn't mind doing. Actually, she likes doing that I hate and vice versa. So all these little things come into place. So unlike a dance couple where he's leading and she's supporting or following his lead or supporting his leadership, these are clear, right? Like in a dance dynamic, the moment I question my leadership, if I'm not strong enough, my leadership, she instantly will kick in. And this is when I get her elbow in my face. 
<laughs> or the knee to the groin. Do you know what I mean? In those circumstances, there's damage. But if I'm not strong enough and I don't make her feel safe, she will instantly, naturally, instinctively will fill in and then I get hurt. Right. Yeah, One those of us are primal instincts, right? Right. So in, in love dynamics, it's the same thing. So if a woman doesn't feel safe, if he doesn't handle the shit, excuse my French, she will instinctively take it. The moment he's loose, she picks it up, right? This is when things come undone if you don't talk about them and negotiate them. The stuff he doesn't want to do, do you want to take it? You know what I mean? But if he doesn't do it, you don't talk about it, you'll feel, again, often you ladies take way much more than you want to or that you need to. And then you start being resentful that you have all this on your plate. Nobody's helping. He's just sitting there. Now you start hating on him, but you don't talk about it. So negotiation, <laughs> negotiation. And there's a way to do this respectfully that you don't ever start a fight because the reason why people don't usually start a negotiation or say, you know, I want to talk to you about something because <laughs> don't ever say that to a man. You know, we need to talk. This is what no. happens. Yeah, say, say to me, we need to talk. And I go like this. Okay. We need to yeah. talk means I'm in trouble. So yeah. I, and I'm, now I'm going to defend myself because again, <laughs> if I'm any kind of a man at all, right? If I'm going to feel attacked, I'm going to man up, but I'm going to, now the beast is here. Not the opening, listening kind of, what do you have? I'm like ready to defend myself. When you trigger the animal in me, when you trigger the beast in me, the warrior in me, how well is this conversation going to go? Okay, go ahead. Talk. Go ahead. I know yeah. I'm in trouble. I know I'm in trouble. Yeah. And I don't know why. And you're going to tell me why. I, you know, you're going to blame me, but I still won't get it. Right? So, right? again, this is what I'm talking about. So people don't talk about the stuff that doesn't work because this is usually what they start with or one of the parties is experiencing i'm about to get handled and it's probably going to escalate mm -hmm. get, get this by the way even if you're right because the moment you trigger this dude all he can do is defend himself and he won't if yeah. he's any kind of man he's not going to let you win right even if you're right he's going to go you're crazy you're overreacting that's not what i said that's not what i did that's not what i meant and you go yes it is and he goes no right he's either going to leave yeah. cry and then you think he's a real jerk i was just trying to help you know, I was trying to get something across to him. Right? So my point, language, right? Respectful language is something that we don't teach anybody. We should be teaching this in school. So instead of we need to talk, you go, babe, I want to run something by you when you have a second. What do you think? Now I'm curious. Instead of this, I go, huh? How can I help? Which is tapping into man's instinct, right? Men are neurotic fixers genetically naturally instinctively fix it we want to fix everything which sometimes pisses you off you just want to talk and i'm trying to fix it like, can you shut up i thought about all this let me freaking get it out right so notice this so when you pull on a man's instinct instinct not manipulation instinct, just pull on his instinct to fix you go i want to run you know, i'd like to run something by you if you had a second I want, or i want to check something with you when you get a second now i'm curious now you have my attention now you say you know when you do this you know that's what it makes you feel like you know, is that what you meant? Is that an attack? Yeah. By the way, when a man says to a woman, we need to talk, you're convinced he's going to break up with you. So you're already in the hole before it starts. No, don't, don't ever say those words. You know, I want to run something by you. Curious. Just, I want to, can I check something with you? Curious. Make an appointment because you can't just side settle his brain. It's another way we don't understand each other, right? If you focus on something, you can't just start talking. You know, you have to make an appointment. Baby, I want to run something by you. Do you have a second? Yeah. You know, and he goes, wait, huh, what? I just want to run something by you when you have a second. It's just a few minutes. 
but hold on, I mean, like, I finished this thing, I finished this show, I got it, <laughs> I got to go to the store. I'll be back, you know, how about in 30 minutes? And now he'll tell you, right, make an appointment so he's available, like he's open, he's actually planning, he, he just basically will set it up to be like, go ahead, what do you got? Yeah, that's very important. I practiced that last, uh, gosh, like a year and a half ago, and it was a huge shift because we would be walking past each other in the kitchen while the kids are around and like try to have these like deep conversations. That isn't going to work. So instead, we would set up like coffee at Panera or at Starbucks and go out and sit down with no distraction. I wanted to let our listeners know that Andre was holding up his fist like in a fighting position (laughs) when he was talking about how a man would be. Yes, if you said we need to talk. And I have also done that and you are so right. Instantly he went into that mode. The fencing is uh, if you bring out the, the warrior in a man, which is his instinct, by your words, no matter what you say from there, it probably won't go well. And if you mm-hmm. decide you're going to tell him what to do, or you're going to be his mother and say, you know, when you do this, it makes me, and you need to freaking stop that, it's over. Right. It, it's going to go bad so quickly, and you think he's a bigger jerk because you've been trying to like, you're gonna negotiate that with him. But if you approach him like this, you're toast and you're going to be more hurt. And this is, this is, by the way, why people don't really do it because they're afraid of the confrontation is going to go bad, you know? And mm-hmm. it usually it often does if you don't use the appropriate the respectful way to approach a man and set him up and set you up so that, that you win. Again, we should be teaching this at schools, but no. We I agree. You know, it all comes down to communication and, and I'm, I still struggle with that. Even just where to start. <sighs> Instead of like, you know, I want it my way. Right. And so he has to listen or he has to. And when I feel bad, it's his fault, because if he did right, I feel good. So if to a woman, how you feel runs the show. So when you feel bad and it's something he said or didn't say, it's his fault. I get it. Right. However, is it true? Is he really doing it on purpose? Is he really like, you know what I mean? And, but see, and- women want something different than men. Women want to be heard. They want their feelings validated. And men don't give a shit about that. Again, the warrior is not concerned with feelings. Get this. This is crazy thing that we missed the point on this. Men don't trust feelings instinctively. Mm. They're not as intuitive. No, no, we're very intuitive. We're not feeling driven. It's different. Intuition is from the brain. Intuition from the brain. Feelings from the gut, right? You ladies have a lot more instinct than we do. You know, yeah. hmm, something's going on here. Hmm, that's not right. Doesn't feel good. This is okay. The guy's smiling, but don't get in the car. Like your gut knows. So you believe intuition comes from the brain and not it's, from like the gut. Intuition is the brain, instincts from the gut. And you ladies okay. have more neurotransmitter in your gut than in your brain. And I have more in my brain than in my gut. We both wow. have, but mine is better here and yours is better mm-hmm. there. Mine is for raising children. Yours is for being the warrior strategically exactly and have a Mm -hmm. a basic you got it now yours is not as much for raising children as to keep yourself alive and feels it uses a radar to go you know a guy's smiling but don't get in the car right like like your gut knows right and when you ignore your gut you get in the car whenever see you again right like your woman's gut knows and a lot of you often because you're trained to be heady much more than cave woman used to be you go doesn't feel right Right. But the guy's smiling and, you know, I'm probably overreacting and, you know, he's a nice guy and I don't want to make him feel bad. So I'm just going to, you know, and so when you avoid your gut or you ignore your gut, you get in trouble because it's always accurate. It's your God driver. It's your God radar. It's your divine radar. You 
if you don't listen to your gut, you're going to find yourself in trouble left and right, and it's actually dangerous for you. So that's also part of being feminine. Being feminine is in your body. Masculine is in your head. Uh-oh, I'm going to say it I again. figured something out. Ah, to be feminine Women are starting to go here and try to be intuitive thinking starting? too much. Starting? Are you kidding me? You live there. That so makes sense. It destroys everything, by the way, because if you come from your head at me, you're just another freaking dude. No matter how pretty you are, I don't see you as a woman. I see a dude that I'm. Oh my god! Rolling my husband, with my husband's married to a six foot blonde dude. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh god, totally. No, but seriously, the moment you get that, now you have right. you have options. Now we both do both. By the way, men feel right. deeply. But we don't drive our lives with our feelings. We don't trust feelings. But a woman is all about your feelings. But then you keep being pushed up in your head by the culture, by your mother, by the go girl, badass. Don't even know. Right. And so what happens is you're stuck in your head. And when you get in your head where you disconnect from your instinct and you. Oh, my God. You got you. You're confused. It is where you go like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't because you don't have your radar isn't on. You're disconnected from your natural radar, right? And then you get, this is where it's funny to me. Like, and it's where women start looking outside themselves for answers. Yeah. Astrology, right. astrology, psychics, kind of, you know, like anything, books and research and, you know, trying to make sense of your thinking. Your thinking makes no sense. Your feelings make sense. So the dance of relationship, this shit, with your husband is to understand the power of your feminine on you and on him. And now with the actual access to feeling what's right, feeling what's happening, feeling the situation, feeling what he needs, because you can, you'll, you'll pick it up as opposed to what the fuck is he doing that for? You go down here, you'll go down here, you'll go down here, you'll go down down to your own, Yes. up here won't work you go down here he goes Intuition. i think he feels neglected i'm sensing he feels neglected babe babe i think i've been really running away too much or running around too much and are you missing me you just added something to the pause honey this is good <laughs> oh but it's, it's so simple but so profound okay, okay. I, have to, <laughs> I have to disagree with the simple and, part <laughs> well it's sim- simple in concept well, once you get it tricky right start practicing it and you'll watch yourself not do it and supposed to do it, you know, like anything else. It's, it's practice. And then the more you do it, the more it becomes like, okay, okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to yeah, use myself yeah, as an example. Yeah. Okay. So my first relationship was verbally and physically abusive. So you're in a relationship with a boy, not a man. Yes. That's, that's not a man. Say, By the way, so women get in relationships. I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. But women, no, get, it's okay. women get in relationship with things that have a penis and they think that's a man. There's No. There's three types of men in the world. Men, guys, and boys, and if you get entangled, if the more in your head you are, right, per your training, since you were four years old, culture, mother, school, friends, right, more in your head you are, the more you will attract boys who are feminine, and you think that's men. And that's always a disaster. I just want to throw that in. So I, I'm going to guess you're strong, powerful. I could feel you from here, right? So when you were younger, you're like, you got yourself some little cute boy, and go ahead. So your first relationship. Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I think you already know my story. <laughs> I do. Um, I do. <laughs> well, and then the pattern continued for a couple more times with boys. And then society was telling me I needed to stand in my worth. 
and you know that girl power don't take a shit don't take a shit so you take that plus you take the resentment i was holding on to and the pain that was unhealed and it was almost like i became like fuck you fuck this you know i'm gonna stand up for myself and yeah so is that Mm -hmm. stepping into that masculine energy this is the work i do with my ladies there's always a reason why you ended up overdeveloping your masculine side you know it's typically a decision in childhood five six seven eight years old it's always the same right no one gets out of childhood unscathed some people have neglect abuse sexual physical mental this all right and and so there's all levels of injuries but nobody gets out of this unscathed get this <clears throat> little girls who don't have a father figure that makes him feel safe so no daddy alcoholic daddy bad daddy player daddy no daddy right or working all the time never working, home, daddy. like not present daddy type thing absolutely right so he's not present so get this a little girl a daddy is a safety net over a little girl's life in her heart so if a little girl doesn't feel safe because her daddy isn't is a bad one or not present instinct will have you protect yourself that's a different defense mechanism so little girls and throw a little bit of abuse and neglect in that t- on top of that shit you're gone right so very simply very a lot of you have experienced life as not safe as a little girl so you have to man up when you man up what happens is as you go into your teen years as you develop again this happens like five six seven eight not 14 15 five six seven eight everybody right, right? so when you man up at that age get this you cannot you become disabled in, a, in the ability to develop your feminine essence. You're protecting yourself. You have to be your own man. So the girl in you, the feminine who, with daddy protection, would be able to flourish into a young lady who could be feminine, can be vulnerable, can let go of control, can let go of power, can let go, right? Like, can let go and let man, you know, come in, in, in the equation and do what men do instinctively. When you don't know to do this, you don't know how to do this, you never learned to do this, you have to protect yourself. You become a woman in the world who's masculine, powerful, go girl, badass, right? All that shit. The problem with that is 20 years later, 25 years later, you can't be vulnerable. You completely lost your radiance, your femininity. It doesn't exist. It's in you, but it's been eradicated or not cultivated, right? And you become this badass. What happened with this is when you get stuck in your head, when you get stuck in your masculine, you can't let go of control and you can't let anybody freaking help you even. You're, mm-hmm. the, you, give, you, you end up being the giver on steroids. You're overly nurturing to everyone, whether they ask or not. You empty yourself out on everybody in the name of love because you're loving, but you're on steroids in your head. And then you get empty and then become resentful, angry, burnout, tired. No one's helping me. It's all on me. Hateful, you become a, a resentful woman. You see them everywhere, right? Edgy, mm-hmm. resentful, that whole tension will actually ruin your gut, your nervous system, and your digestive system. You lose control of your body, and then life is a, like, like complete hell. Like everything, doesn't matter how much you diet or exercise, you lose control of all of this, and you live up here where you're miserable. Whoa. Well, I mean, do you okay. not think that this is probably a little bit because I mean, we've just since, you know, in the last hundred years have actually had to have movements to get equality for women. So what that made was some sort of, you know, retribution for women. Where I understand, but 
it's not better. It's not better. It's not better, though. Like get this. The statistics say women are more unhappy now, the past 20 right. years, right. than they've been they in the balance yet. entire history of humankind. I'm less happy than your mother, your grandmother, her grandmother, who was beating the clothes on the rocks, for Christ's sake. Well, I would say that ancestry has a lot to do with it. And I talk about this often. I look at my lineage. I do look at the women in my family and thinking, holy shit, good for you. You can speak up. You can say no. You can, you know, take care of yourself and have somebody, you know, else watch your child first. I mean, literally that was an evolution in my journey in my life. Got it. Because Got it. prior to that, I thought I should just be barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> I, there's a middle ground with everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. This sure. of thing. So yeah. we could go extremes. They go, oh my God, you know. Right. The reality is most extreme. women live somewhere in the middle. There was extreme, yeah. but that's not the most, you know what I mean? Back in the days, there was no options. By, by the way, for both men and women, I, I hate when we put it all the poor women, all women. It was all like nobody had fucking options. All right. Women had the option to be mothers and, and wives and homemakers, and men just fucking went to work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, um, I, I love one of the questions that your agent gave us to ask you. The hookup culture, the, the, right. these apps, you know, it's just, you know, my son, he's 22. It's really changed. What is it doing to our culture? Exactly what, what is I it said. doing to relationships? Everything that I just described, you know, it's not the apps themselves. It's what's what we, when we raise women to be go girl, strong, independent, powerful, that you could have sex like a man. That, you know, hooking up is just, you know, he gets his, get yours, girl, right? Thinking that women are like men. Men are wired to spread their seeds. Women are wired to sit down until they're ready. Right? <laughs> All, and everywhere in nature, by the way, I'm not making this up. It's not a human thing. It's a nature thing. All I'm teaching is nature and science. That's all. It's not my opinion even. Right? In all of nature, the males are trying to spread their seeds on every chick. And the female sits and goes, no, it's not spring yet. It's not spring yet. <laughs> Right. Yeah. By the way, did you know then in all nature, <laughs> right? Like yeah. spring is when we make babies. Only dogs right. and humans kind of make babies randomly throughout the year. You can't find a cat in February. Try to find a kitty in February. You can't. The entire cycle of life on our planet is cyclical. Except mm. for humans and dogs. Right? So in the entire system, the male tries to spread his seed and the female goes. It's not spring yet. I have a kid in every season. You have I a kid every just... season. Like I said, human can do this. If you understand most of nature, it's a cyclical. And in all nature, the males, if you if yeah, nature is such a great teacher. But they the, the <laughs> man client trying to always get somebody pregnant. Again, it's all about species and continue the species more than anything else. It's an instinct, right? So the guy, yeah, if you just count, <laughs> it's so obvious. If you just count the amount of eggs a woman has and the amount of sperm that a male has. Sperm is disposable. Sperm is everywhere. Sperm is literally everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So a woman, <laughs> a female, a female human will produce between three and four hundred eggs in her lifetime period. You're born with about two million, but every period you lose 10,000 of them that die and one gets fertilized. So in a lifetime, we're starting with two million eggs. In a lifetime, you'd only be able to actually create about three to four hundred, depending on the, what you say, right? This is, by the way, God creating life, a baby. It's not casual, right? Like making a baby is some shit. And then mm -hmm. we tell women that they're better than that. Well, I, what's better than that, really, in my world? Seriously, I'm just saying. Like you make life. 
This is why for millennia, women and children first, because we'll die to protect you and the fact that you are making life. I'm disposable. In one ejaculate, man will have between 100 million to 1.2 billion sperm cell bodies. In one. And for some of us, it's three times a day. Or three to 400 eggs, 1.2 billion each time. You can't wow. see the numbers? What's more important? What's more precious? Life, you ladies. But then that's nature because the species has to continue, right? So we're going to fight and show off and get on top of each other and kid, but, be, be, beat his ass so that I impress you. So I get to get together the guy that you pick, by the way. You have the choice. You have the procreation choice. You choose when it's time and with who? In nature. Look at nature. It's the bigger one, the one who beat everybody's ass in front of you. And you're like, hmm, he's pretty, hmm, he go boy. And then tail goes up. Okay, let's go. Because again, it's about sperm qualities, gene qualities, and baby qualities. A stronger male will make a better offspring that can survive. Again, it's all about instinct and species, right? And nature. So I'm just saying, when women start throwing that shit away or giving it up for no reason, literally, like you, <laughs> our culture fucked it up so much. Like when women- yeah stop being selective with their procreation rights and like system when you throw that away like you basically are opening the channels for men to just be pig times have changed i mean men sit down and pee now so that's those are guys raised by mothers i'm just saying like <laughs> your men don't do this it's sad it's well and my son sad. was listening to you know joe rogan i think it was and then did all this re research about how men their sperm count is actually going down well that's yeah because our culture has fucked it up so much our culture our food supplies there's you know there's uh what's the, what's the chemical um in every packaging everything that's packaged as um god it slipped my mind i know it very well i talked about it every day see that's <laughs> happening to mandy and i too we're about to enter into menopause so our our <laughs> memories going and so is our what, you, what are you saying and it's going to be a saying? very difficult you saying, time you know when menopause. it comes to sexuality yeah, no, and by the way, yeah, this, there's male menopause as well, right? Men, between 45 and 55, women go through menopause, which mm -hmm. is different. And on the other side of menopause, you are more masculine. It naturally, again, it's, it's nature, because in real nature, yeah. typically women in their 50s plus, you know, back in the days, you have no more support. The men are dead or your husband's dead. So you're fending for yourself. Nature. Wait, Nature. is that why we grew we grow mustaches? And That's shit? your hormones changing. What happened? Your your estrogen drops radically. Oh so you, my god! It is your oh estrogen drops. Your estrogen drops radically. Your, your testosterone stays. You become more masculine. You become less needy. You become less uh, need like attached to pleasing everybody. Oh you know? my god! You're After metaphor, you become less emotional. That's that emotional, more like a I, more like a man, and, and you have to oh fend for yourself, God. and you can now say fuck that shit. I don't care what you think. You never said that in your life after menopause. Fuck that shit. I'm not doing that. You become I, stubborn, hard in your ways, opinionated, and all that shit. Now get this: men between 45 55 go through andropause, where the testosterone drops, and they become gentler, softer. Like you don't necessarily have to become no, manly and push. But we change, we do this, we do this. Men do get softer, they get kinder. Like how my grandpa went from being the scariest to like kind of a cool guy Shanna, to talk to. He's Cry. describing my parents. It's I everyone. Know. It's all of us. It's all of us. It's inevitable. It's nature. I don't want that to happen. So what it do we will. do? 
You it, take estrogen. You know that it's coming. It doesn't change anything. Estrogen won't change anything. You bathe in lavender. <laughs> it's just know that it's coming and actually it's a different phase of life and it's beautiful as a woman you get, you're less needy less attached to pleasing you got this freedom in that right wow. you just you just don't want to be the crabby you know like typically get this the cr- the cr- Gra- grandma is scarier than mom and and grandpa is nicer than dad that is so Flip. true nature they switch nature oh my god this is you insane but, so right. what happens do men get Empathy men too, get later in life, they do. Get this, when young men are full of testosterone, are you ready, are you ready, are you ready? This is so much Oh my fun. God, I'm ready? ready, I can't believe it. Men, men are so far, guess what young men want when they're younger, in their 20s Sex. and 30s? Sex. Testosterone, 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 spread the seed, spread the seed, instinct, instinct, body, right? No brain, like, but the, part of their temperament is, <laughs> this is uh, Barbara D'Angelo, who used to be married to, uh, whatever, Barbara D'Angelo was a coach like 20 years ago, she was very famous. I don't know what happened to her, but she had quoted something fantastic. I used it. She's like, young men, before Andrew Boz, right? Men love women to get attached to. Young men find women who they mm-hmm. wish will just leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> young men. But get this. After Andrew Paz, right? This is when men don't want to be alone anymore. The lady, they, they, they know they want life to slow down. Their testosterone is lower, but they want to enjoy the fruit of their labors. If they had been good men, they actually accumulated some stuff in the world. They want to relax. They don't want to work so hard. They want the companionship. They want to travel. They want to ease up. They want to enjoy their lives. They're softer, but they're so when women say to me, I have my clients that are older a little bit. Nobody wants a 55-year-old girl. I'm like, are you kidding? Nobody wants you more than now. This is the time of life. They want you the most, and they're gentler. Okay, so there's got to be one more stage because there's got to be a triple. You said the, the boy, the guy. Who's the guy? So a man knows who he is, is a, is a rock, right? He, he builds his character, he builds his life, he knows who he is. These are the guys who don't apologize for being men. These are the guys who, you know, want to build something and leave a legacy business, okay. children, right? They want to be married, they want families, they want children, they want to be the man, and they do it. The problem with them as a woman is they're, they're, they're big, they're tough, they're, you know, they're hard to negotiate with, they're hard to connect with emotionally often. Now, the language that I teach you know, women to approach them respectfully takes care of all this. So in my world, men are the, the choice because you'll get everything you want out of a man in life when you deal with a man. The guys are stuck in the middle. The guys is a cultural paradigm that's created by go girl, no father, right? Single moms, that kind of shit. So young men who have no male role models don't know how to be male. Raised by a mother, what, by the way, a single mothers are masculine as hell. Mama bear, mama bear is butch, right? So yeah. she teaches her daughter to be a badass. <laughs> so can't grow into a feminine. She teaches her son to be sweet and not like his father, who's a douchebag. Oh my God. Right? So the boys don't have role models to know how to appropriately become masculine. So, oh. but get this. So the guys are masculine enough temperamentally wise, right? And temperament is kind of still behind all this. And their temperament, they're masculine enough to have a little shitty job, have a little shitty car, and manage not to move, live in mom's basement playing video games all day at 29, right? Like, so they have, they work, but it's not exciting. It's not big. It's, they live small. Small job, small shitty job, just get, you know, get their needs met financially. 
little shitty car, they live with two or three other guys in the apartment. It's a mess. They're lonely. They have no games with women. Yeah. Always the same. It's right. So get this. So from there, what these guys do is they've been shamed out of being masculine by the culture, their mother, their, their lifestyle, their event, their, whatever, their childhood. But they're masculine enough to handle stuff enough. So but when it comes to women, they're like, <laughs> no more, like zero, zero swag, zero mojo, right? So they go stuff like that. Are you ready? Are you ready? You go like this. So you date one of those guys. He's a nice guy, by the way, right? And he goes, he's a nice guy. So, okay, let's hang out with it. And then he goes, so like, what do you want to go for dinner? Like, and like what kind of movie do you want to go see? And the, when do you want to go? And, and what time do you want me to pick you up? Well, do you want to meet there? Let's, let's just actually, let, let's go to my house first and we'll hang out. And then you can tell me that maybe we'll, we'll talk. Oh so, what do you, so what do you want to do? Are you with me? Yeah. Like, you know, that reminds me of a story. One time my partner and I, when we were first dating, I said, I said, I want to bring a movie over. It's so good. And I put it on and it was Mamma Mia. And he was like, no, fuck that. Are you kidding? I ain't watching, <laughs> watching fucking turn that shit off. But a guy would say, again, it would like let you pick, you know, because him picking, him making a plan is too assertive. It's rude. It's, it's you're leaning on a woman. That's just impolite, if not completely shitty. So they don't do anything. And you're like, what the and then fuck? I pick Mama Mia. Right. And then, that's right. So if you see, if there's a guy, he'll just go right along. He'll do whatever you want. The problem with that is that as a woman, this is not as a, a guy who has an opinion, decisive, knows who he is, knows what he wants. And then sort of it's flatter. It's flattering when the man makes a plan for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's what I teach men, the men that I work with, like, you know, grab your balls, make a plan, provide, present it to her. You know, yeah. and see what she does. <gasps> is that rude? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Watch what happens to her. Like, and now I do it. I, I do. I teach this stuff, and I do. I do it in front of my kids for my wife. Like, my wife just forget this. This is so. And my wife is so used to me making the plans that she doesn't care where we're going. Right? She won't even care where we're going. I go like this. I go, babe. Sunday night, because Sunday night is date night for us. Sunday night, six thirty in the car. I give the. I give her the level of fanciness, low, medium, high. Right. High fanciness is the hair up with the, the strings and the dress, right? Medium is medium, kind of nice and shoes. Low is, you know, low. We're going to the park or something like that. So I go, I just go 6.30 in the car, right? My favorite. 6.30 in the car, you know, we're going Italian. Bring your salsa shoes because we went dancing afterwards. How do you feel about that? And she's all. <laughs> <laughs> and she literally goes on her toes into the dressing room to get ready. Yeah. Uh, okay, and now, so, now I don't. Now I don't even have to tell her why I'm taking her. I just go in the car, six o'clock, seven o'clock. Wonder if she doesn't that? want to. <laughs> if she doesn't want to, like I said, I always say, "How do you feel about my plan?" Oh, and, okay. then, and then she can okay. adjust it. Can we go a little early, or I have to work tomorrow too late? So you know, I don't want to be home. Yeah, okay. Like she, she gets to help me adjust it for her comfort. But like she doesn't that. get to undo the plan, and I have to make the fucking plan in order for yeah. something to go to it for her to feel like I'm cherishing and taking care of her and trying to, you know basically taking care of her but guys don't do that is my point so i have to teach guys mm-hmm. to get that back so they're masculine enough to hold their lives but they don't make plans if it goes badly you pick the wrong movie and you spend like you know money on the movie and he hates the movie you'll get mad that he hated the movie because you picked it and now you're displeased and that's nothing to do with mm-hmm. you you can't control the movie but so you never put a woman that's what you say to man in a position of being in charge of the evening because if it goes bad she's gonna have a terrible evening don't put that on the girl. You want a girl on your arm, make the fucking plan. And then present mm-hmm. it that this is the plan, how you feel. And then you get to adjust a little bit. Anyway, so that's guy. Boys do none of that. Mm-hmm. So hold on to your question, uh, Mindy. But boys do boys exactly how boys have 
oh, they're so arrogant. Boys are the cute ones, the six-pack ones, the ones who spend more time being pretty than building their lives. There's they all they do is they're the fuck boys, by the way. It's like all they do is says, women know, get this. Oh, another one for you, Hey, Oh, drum roll. The masculine, which is typically male, but now women are doing this, masculine pick with their eyes, feminine pick with their ears. Right? So men look at a pretty woman, it's the eyes, it does. They go, oh hi, oh wow, oh wow, wow. And they come up and say, hey. You know, what's up? You know, can I have your number? Something about you. How about some coffee? Right? Man pick with their eyes. Masculine picks with their eyes. Feminine is what he says. A real woman listens for character. Oh, see, you want your woman, your wife to stay at home when we have children. Oh, you don't want her to work, but part-time when you have children. Oh, you're looking for a wife. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's care- like a man will reveal himself with what he says. He could be short. He could be a little bit bald. He could have a little pot belly. He gives a shit. Is a man, right? So a real woman picks man with her ears. Masculine women pick man with their eyes. In our culture, you also freaking masculine. The guys are looking, trying to look pretty. They're becoming the, the fair sex. So boys are those guys. They're pretty. They're six-pack. They got swag. They, they're fantastic in bed, apparently, right? They know exactly what to say. They wrap you on their little fingers just to hook up. And within a few weeks, you wonder what the hell happened to your life. Because this is the guys, they don't have money, they don't have character, right? They, they want you to work. They encourage you to be feminist. You go, girl, you get that promotion. While he's on the couch with the dog, spooning the dog, smoking a joint and writing his music, right? Next thing oh you know. Oh, my God, I love you. He's it, spooning the dog and smoking a joint. Oh, that's shit. what they do. They don't want to work. They want you to work, right? So it's we so flip true. the script. Now, get this. My favorite part. Within a month and a half, he's at your door because you have an apartment. But he's living with two guys, three guys, or whatever. And then he, he knocks on the door a, a month and a half later. This is like so typical. Like <laughs> a month and a half, two months into it, he's at your door. He's like, can I can I move in for a few days? My landlord's a douchebag. I have to get the fuck out of there. He's like, what? 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 He has nowhere to go. He's got his luggage in the car. Okay, well, yeah, God, I said what happened. You guys are fucking douchebags. Right? right. So now he moves in your house. Not for three days, he moves in. He says, I'll be here a couple of weeks and never leaves. So then, then, you ready? Then he has to borrow money because he's not really working because he's allergic to work. You know, he's much, he's much into smoking a joint and, you know, spoon the dog. allergic to work. Allergic to work. <laughs> allergic to work. They are. That's boys, right? So now he's, yeah. borrowing, he's borrowing money from you that he promises he's going to pay back that he never does. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's driving a car because he can't fix his piece of shit because he's not working. So now he's driving your car. He's dropping you off at work and driving the car around on you, your insurance, your gas. Doesn't put gas in the car, then we wash the car, didn't care, right? And then he goes on vacation with his buddies, he goes camping for the weekend, smoking some more, and leaves you with his dog to walk. <laughs> and in six months, you go, What the fuck happened in my life? <laughs> but they're slick, they're sweet, they're sensitive, they know what to say, they move in, they seduce you out of your pants in 10 minutes, and they're fantastic in bed. If you mask it in, it works. Until, oh your life goes to sh- until six months later, your life goes to shit. It's always the same. Oh my god! All right, here we go. I'm gonna end. Sorry. Oh, oh my god! god. Drop the mic. That is freaking hilarious. You. It's, it's terrible. You want to know what? I, I just what. for so many reasons am enjoying this interview. Number one, you're yeah. raw. 
you're raw. You just tell it how it is. You don't beat around the bush. You yeah. cuss, which is my language. <laughs> I freaking love you. I can't I help have, it. It's just how it, it occurs. It's, it's awesome. I love it. I have to ask, how are your teenagers receiving this? Because our culture is so jacked up. You know, like my son, um, my daughter's 17. Like, what do we do as parents? I mean, of course, we have to lead by example. But I mean, fuck, what do we do? How, are they receiving it? My son is 21 years old. He goes to school. He goes to school full time. He has a full time job. He has his own car. He pays his own insurance. He pays rent here. He's still in the house because school is close by next year. He's got to transfer. He pays yeah. rent. He does his laundry. He makes his food. We have the meal in the house. But if he wants to eat after the gym, fucking there's a fridge. And my son's at home right now. And I take him to work every day. And he's almost 25. And he asks about passive income. <laughs> and he's probably spooning your dog. <laughs> so sorry. So I want to say this, get this, this is, oh, important. So this, is important. this is important. And you guys have passed that window, but you could see it from now. You could talk about it from now. You could teach other ladies from now. Right. And you could take it from now with a different awareness. The more you nurture a boy, a young man, the weaker you make him, the more you take care of him, the weaker you make them. So what happened to my son is at 16, you know, it's interesting because they don't even want to drive. This new cult in generation, they don't want to drive. They don't like, they, you know, his, fr his friends don't have driver's license. They don't want responsibility for their lives. They want everybody to make, to make it comfortable. This yeah. is why at 16, I said, my son, get your license. I don't need a license. Get a license. I'm not asking. Okay, get a license. So he had to take the test and all this stuff. Right? Again, it's motion towards his life. By the time he was 10 years old, you know, I stopped my wife from waking him up in the morning for school. It's his responsibility to put, set the alarm and to get up, to get ready to catch the bus. If he misses the yeah. bus, it's on, it's on him at 10. Yeah. I call, I, psychology I, I says that, by the way. Psychology is at 10 years old. Stop babying your boys. Put everything back on him. And that's when he started doing his laundry. That's how he started. Like, but if he doesn't resent it. That's just his life. Like, he yeah. handles the shit. I, yeah. can, I can put him on anything. And he's got confidence because he's been taking care of his shit, right? So right. at 16, driver's license. And then... I, I, yeah, I used to be in the car business as well. I had a, three businesses in my life and they overlapped at one point. So the car business that I had along with this business when he was 15 years old, I had a car that was possibly like, so I literally enticed him into getting a car. Mm -hmm. So he'd have to handle that shit. And I said, by the way, he actually worked on the car himself, fixed the car himself. He worked with us at the business. For two summers where he, half his money went to his pocket, the other half went towards the car being repaired and, you know, being fixed to be roadworthy. Two summers. So uh, he worked with his hands on the car all the way through, spent his money, saved his money. The rest was his play money. And then at 16, at his driver's license, jumped in the car and he goes, that just changed my whole life, Dad. Wow, like, that sounds like my daughter. That changed my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I was thinking about that too. My daughter is more masculine when it comes to what you're describing. Yeah. My son. Yeah. <laughs> because my <laughs> husband was always, no, because my husband was always gone. So I raised my son. You had to do it be all. Be sweet and sensitive and take care of him. Keep him comfortable. This is how you oh raise a girl. God. It's not how you raise a boy. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. What are they going to do? Is it too late? It's not, it's late, but it's not, it's never, it's never too late. It's kind of up to him though. My son called me last night and told me that his windshield wiper fluid thing was broken and clogged. 
And he, I said, you told me this a year ago. You haven't gotten it fixed. He's like, well, what do I do? I'm like, you call a fucking mechanic and you drive your fucking car over there and you get it fucking fixed. You know, this kid can video game for six hours, but he I can't get it. I get it. I get it. Google a fucking place to fix no, a windshield it, wiper. But no, it's not even that. Are you ready? You're going you're gonna to hate me for that one. Are you ready? I'm so sorry. Oh, but, no. Okay. Let me know, have it. This Let is called this is called over mothering. Right. And when you say yeah. you fucking handle your shit, it's like it's complete opposite of what you've done the whole time. So he doesn't know what you're saying. Seriously. Right. And it also on top of the kind of disrespectful. Two Emmys. That, it has some recording on him. What you say is, you know, babe, you know, honey, you're a grown man. I'm sure you can figure it out. You're so smart. <laughs> yes. I'm going to leave it to you to figure it out. Let me know how that goes. Now you're not mothering him and actually putting him down and actually keeping from even like inspiring him to handle the shit. When you say you're smart, you'll figure it out. Let me know how that goes. I'm curious. Oh, now you put it on him. And you're complimenting him. telling right. him and you're, I, I, You'll figure it out. You're a smart guy. And he goes, huh. When you believe in him, when he doesn't believe himself, he can't help but believe in himself because you believe in him. This is the power of your femininity mm. again. as a mother and as a girlfriend. When you believe in the man, his self-doubt, am I capable, goes away. And he goes and does it. He goes, huh, look, look at me. If you believe in him, he doesn't doubt himself. This is the power there. So if you want to give your boys their balls back, just <laughs> believe in him. Tell him you believe in him. Tell him he's got this. Tell him you've seen him do it before. It's not a big problem. You just got to, you'll, you'll figure it out. Let me know how that turns out and watch him go. Okay. Very interesting because you have done some amazing shit. You performed on stage and have taught some of the biggest vocal artists in America. You know, Michael Jackson, Prince. I mean, and then do you still have your auto body shop? No, no, I sold that okay. years back. So then you went into auto body. How did you learn about women so much? <laughs> well, my story is that when I was five years old, I was born number four out of five kids. And I was five years old. I finally put the words to my thoughts as a kid, like as five, when I realized this is, this is a revelation that I had. I could tell you why I'm sitting. I, I remember the spot on the stairs, the carpet, the wallpaper, the whole thing. It's like a burn in my memory. At five years old, I realized I was born in the wrong family. Like there's something really, something went really wrong somewhere. Like somebody made a mistake. God made a mistake. This, I, this, these are not my people. They don't like me. I don't like them. I'm born Ooh. in the wrong spot. Five years old. Wow. Devastating and scary at the same time, right? Just really yeah. freaking weird. At the same time, and, and the, the very next moment, there was a huge moment of like sadness about this and a despair. It's scary. I'm five. Realizing that I'm to take care of me from here on. Mm. The next thing that happened is my awareness became hype on, on steroids. Like I started watching everything first to understand how that's even possible. How do you, how are you born in the wrong family? Uh, you know, so I started watching them, their behavior. I just became mm -hmm. a watcher of people. I got to school, started watching people. So I became an observer of people. Like, like that's all I did is watch and watch and watch and watch. And with that, <laughs> fascinated with the human condition, fascinated with how do you turn out like this? And how come you're like this? And you're so weird. That's so interesting. What happened to you, right? So fascinated with the human condition. That was always my brain. So even when I work with the big masters, I'm the curious guy. Like, and talk, deal with celebrities, they, they vibrate on a different level, right? So I'm all in that Kool-Aid. 
You know what I mean? I'm researching, I'm studying, I'm watching, I'm talking to them. You know what I mean? And sort of picking up success mechanisms that they have, default mechanism that other people don't have. People have success mechanism in their head, some people have destructive mechanism in their head. How does that work, right? So that's why my, my thirst for human conditioning and human understanding and human psychology came. I'm a geek, I research everything. I, I look like a rock star, I'm a geek. I research everything. So as a kid, as a young man, as a, as a dancer, as a producer, and then into the car business came in because I didn't want to travel the world and have my kids being raised by my wife alone. I didn't want to be in Europe when my kids were little. So the car business was a way to stay grounded in Los Angeles. Worked fantastic. Nice. But even with the car business, my clients would open up. It was crazy. I would have to close the, like, the door in my office. I would close the door because now they're crying because they're telling me about their life, their relationship, their man, their woman. Like, okay, here we go. I was always a counselor. People would spill their shit on me just... I got it like that. I don't know, right? So that was always yeah. my default system. And I started taking personal development workshop when I was 23 years old. Oh, wow. Again, to wow. help me understand myself, my circumstances, all of it, right? All of it. That whole discovery of me, right? When I got, when I stopped shaming me for being the odd one, the weird one, mm-hmm. like how do you, you know, when your family doesn't like you, there's, uh, just, you become... It, it creates toxic shame toxic shame is like what's wrong with me yeah and you can't grow a healthy human being with toxic shame so again you know childhood shit right that mind was at five everybody's got a level of this natural shame is good because regular shame is i do something wrong and i'm embarrassed about myself shame for what i did right but toxic shame is a belief that something wrong with me so Women who have toxic shame struggle with everything because they're so pleasing and pleasant, pleasing and pleasant, no boundaries, say anything. Oh, he, oh, he wants to have sex with me. Let's have sex with him because I don't want to leave, right? Like it creates a, anyway. So my brain was always in personal development. I was always challenging myself. I was so, that was just my brain doing a car business, <laughs> you know, raising, wow. my, raising my children. But because I was in a workshop, at one point I ended up in San Jose, Northern California on a business workshop because I'd taken my car business to as much as I, could take as far as I could take it with my knowledge, my brain. So I'm in a business three-day workshop in San Jose. On the way back on the plane, a couple that I met in the workshop, the girl says to me, what do you do next weekend? I go, I don't work on the weekend. I'm like, nothing. She goes, you want to come to a workshop? It's on me. I'm like, of course. Workshop. Are you kidding? Workshop. Workshop's are thousands of dollars, right? For free. Yeah. Because she works at the company. I'm like, of course. I'm like, oh, wait, what is it? I said, yes, before I knew what it was. She goes, what's well, called understanding women? <laughs> Now, you have to understand because of my career, my dancing career, you know, yeah, women is not a problem with me. It's never been a thing. And I've always attracted sweet women as my wife. So I never did the crazy shit that my friend did, the yelling, the scream, the fight. I, it was always easy for me. Artistic wow. temperament and, and artistic temper, uh, temperament plus attracting sweet women. I always attracted sweet women. I never attracted the whatever. So I went to that workshop like this, like, really? <laughs> now, I said I was going to go, so I have to go. And I, like, really? So, but that day changed my life. Because wow. at that time, I have a toddler and an infant, right? I go in there kind of aloof, you know, just because I said I was going to be there. I thought I was going to be cute. And 400 people in the room, I'm like, wow. oh, this, this isn't cute. Mm-hmm. I, I could feel the energy, like the energy in the room was like, this is not cute, right? There's something going on here, right? Yeah. And by the yeah. end of the workshop, my brain was all over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like I, uh, Shanna's and I's right now. Look. 
you know, I'm not looking for this kind of information. You know, it's working out for us. We, you know, we're doing great. But I realized wow. it's what I didn't know about her. She's still a woman, right? Like the stuff that I knew about her. I'm like, I'm not going to be statistic because I didn't know. Like mm-hmm. my, 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 my inquisitive mind just went crazy. So I jumped into the company, took all their curriculum. They had like eight different workshops. And of course, I'm a teacher. I've always been a teacher. So I became a workshop leader for that company. And that was the beginning of my journey with wow. them. So I ended up not working with them very long, but I continued training Dr. John Gray, Shanti Felheim, mm. Esther Perel, before she was famous, was one of mm. my teachers, Dr. Pat Allen, Los Angeles, a therapist for 45 years. My cocktail of information is, I think, unbeatable without any arrogance. So, and now this is, <laughs> this is my life. I help women, you know, like step back into their essence. So they actually have lived the dreams that they want, family, children, if they want, but a long-term relationship you know, a uh, healthy, healthy, loving relationship with men, understanding men, understanding what they need, able to let go, able to relax. And same with men. I give men their balls back so they actually could be good men for women who want good men, blah, blah. So I'm a blessed man. I, I, I went around the block a few times, but like what I do is like godly. You know, it's just I'm yeah. the most blessed man that I, I have everything, you guys. I have everything. I have everything. I love that. I love that. So over on the life of people around me where does god come in when you're doing that dance like do you teach this to your clients that that, that it is a trinity that, that, that there has to be that space held for god as well they all end up there eventually okay when all this comes together instinct and yeah. science that i teach and it starts resonating and they kind of line up back with their essence women and men back in their essence we're not same we're, set, we're different a woman's different than a man in every way we're made to be complementary. So when we get you, when that gets confused and I get you back into your essence, <clears throat> spirituality comes back. The sense of God comes back. Women's instinct, which is divinely connected, comes back. It just happens. And men are intuitive like you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe. Like, you know, I can walk in a room with 500 guys and I will, I will pinpoint in about a minute and a half, the son of a bitch is going to hit on my wife. I know it. I know it. It's intuition. Yeah, you would feel the girl who's coming on to your man, right? Like that bitch. I know what she's up to, right? You feel it. I know it. Yeah, I know it. So there's a knowing and there's a feeling, right? So men are very, very, very intuitive because we're, you know, that's where our power lives. You know, you can walk down the street with a guy on it. With (laughs) I've had a client do this. She's she's on a date with a guy. Just just met the guy. They were walking down the street, and they walk by us on Melrose here. They walk by a baby store. And she just looked in the window for quickly and looked back, you know, just kind of looked in the window and did this. And he said, I'm not having any kids. <laughs> Picked it up, right? Like, yeah. I'm just saying men are super intuitive. Yeah. Super, super intuitive. So again, it's our, it's I our think, superpower. I think that's amazing that you brought that up because women, because we're mothers, tend to think that we're more intuitive than men. Well, when, when people talk about women's intuition, it's actually not right it's not correct this distinction is not correct it's women's instinct men's intuition oh i love that it's different so with that said men who kind of get back into who they are and ground back into their essence it's incredible they get back to spirituality by like naturally it's unbelievable i don't even know how that's possible i happen to be just the same i was um a tad apprehensive because some of these yeah because some of these things like uh, equality kills in- intimacy, you know, you know, and it was, be- it was, it was a lack of knowledge is what it was on my end by assuming that you were saying, saying and meaning something totally different. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but I have feminists come at me go, you just want us to go back to the 50s. You want us barefoot and pregnant and wiggle our asses like Manu Manu. I'm like, that is not anywhere near anything I'm saying at all. Yeah. That's not it at all. Right? Right. Yeah. I'm, take, I'm talking back about nature and science and instinct, which runs the show. And you could push away from your nature as a woman and act like a man, push like a man, could be like a man. It's going to cost you. There's a price to pay. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Which is typically unhappiness, resentment and finished life with a bunch of cats. All right, that's what you want. That's fine. <laughs> but that's not my, my customer. My ladies want. They don't want any of that. They watch themselves on that track and they go, help me. I don't want that shit. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And man, when you keep men from finding themselves and building the characters and stepping up in the world and pushing through their fears and actually conquering themselves and then conquering the world on some level, or any level, and building a legacy, when they don't get to do this, they're on the couch smoking a joint and go, you go, girl, you get the promotion, right? Like, the price to pay is you don't have yep. a man around that could protect and provide for you. So then yeah. it's all on you. You're miserable. It's mis- By the way, when women get stuck in their masculine, they die early. My therapist, trainer, mm-hmm. Dr. Allen, calls this cancer training, where the woman lives in her masculine and competitive and pushing wow. cancer training. Eventually, close to the menopause, often before this, all kinds of disease attack you, and you, you end up having to stop. Men who don't produce, the guys on the couch smoking the joint who refuse to work, allergic to work, refuse to handle their lives, die mm-hmm. in their 50s. Wow. That's the price to pay. That's enough to pay attention, mm-hmm. I think. You know, Shanna and I talk a lot about how men are becoming more vulnerable and authentic and mm-hmm. seeing that shift. We're yeah. also hearing a lot about how, you know, women need to have this self-love and stand in their worth. Oof. Um, there's clearly a very fine line. How do we reword that and make sure that we're not pushing our listeners to become masculine? Yeah, I think just that. I think it's just like an awareness of, mm-hmm. you know, what, what I teach, you know, what I do mostly when I get on podcasts, right? Because different when I do my clients, obviously. But when I, what I do is I, I sound the horn. Beware! <laughs> <laughs> right? Because we all, it's very difficult for men and women, and you see it everywhere, to go against the grain, against the cultural flow, against the cultural push, the cultural belief, right? So when, again, feminist movement is about giving women choices. Now you have no more choice. If you're not a badass, you know, and do everything as superwoman, you're less than a woman. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody could do it. Nobody can sustain it. Nobody suffers. Everybody's burnt out, right? So sure. beware, right? So what is it that you want? Forget the culture, mm-hmm. forget your mother, forget your friends, forget the freaking badass culture that sort of will have you live like a man and eventually kill you mm-hmm. and kill the quality of your life and your relationships, right? All of that. What is it that you want? You know, be clear what you want. You have to pick a lane. That's very interesting because when I was going through my self-love journey, I found the strength within me that I'd never found. That was that masculine energy. Yeah. And what was very interesting is that I had to come to a place really when I went deeper that I needed to say, you know what, those things aren't weaknesses about me. They're actually beautiful because I am a naturally nurturing person. And so, but I was a codependent nurturing person before. So, but I had to kind of go through that. I think it's part of you know, meeting that masculine energy that got me there, Yeah. which I think that that's not what you're saying is for women not to have masculine energy. You have to have a balance. Well, you of course, to, you, you can't yeah. produce anything without being in your masculine. So if you're working, which no. you, all, you all are, you have to be in your masculine. It's just when you don't know how to when change gear, 
when you stay in it, when you, 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 so I, this, here we go again. I'm going to say it again. You know, if you have to learn to leave your balls in the desk drawer, you can't put those in people's faces, men and women and children. It won't work, right? You irritate everybody. You piss everybody off. It's not your place. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you show up with your balls in the world, it creates all kinds of problems. And women, my clients will say stuff like, you know, I can't get a date. I'm young. I'm pretty. I have money. I have everything. I have my car. I have no trouble. No one wants to date me. Or if I get a date, they go, nice to meet you. I'll call you back. And they will call me back. What is wrong with me? I go, honey, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just overcalibrated. You're too much in your masculine. Masculine men don't want this. You'll attract boys left and right. And you'll be miserable in a different way. But if you want a man, you can't wear your balls out. Not yeah. in my face. Not in the world. Not at the store. You know those balls that they sell? And you put them on the bumper of your F Ford oh 150. Yep, yep, yep. The, 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 the women have tacky, those too. Tacky, 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 tacky. Do you think women are starting to buy balls for their cars? They do. They know they're proud of their balls. Women are proud of their balls. You know, the problem is they don't, again, these, these are all my clients. These are all my clients. They realize eventually. So uncomfortable talking about balls. I'll be honest, everybody. <laughs> not, comfortable. not me. Not me. My point, my point is, you know, it's, you know, your strength, your, your balls, your masculinity. When you lead life this way, the price to pay is overwhelmed, burnout, tired, resentful, over-nurturing, over-giving, can't receive, can't let go, can't, can't relax, can't sleep eventually, by the way, can't sleep through the night, yeah. right? Nervous system fried for acting outside of your essence as a woman. So that's too much to pay in my world. So how do we recalibrate this? Do that's you help do. people to learn how to like re, re um, not rebuild, but heal their nervous system? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's primarily what I do. You know, so, so do you feel like their nervous system is like almost like I, mine's so out of whack. It, it's like alerting you like, hey, you're not in your essence. So I'm freaking out to let you know. It's more it's more of you're so outside of what is natural that you're in fight mm. or flight mode all the time, which is what Me. kills you. Yeah. Fight or flight yeah. mode means that every time you need energy, you get a shot of adrenaline in your in your nervous system. Ooh, fight or flight, fight or flight. Now we know this. This is, again, more a little bit more data that. Women who live in the masculine, are, you don't have the testosterone for that pace of life. So you're constantly getting a squirt of, of adrenaline every time you need energy. We now know, are you ready? Drum roll. Science boom, 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 boom. that adrenaline into your blood streams for 20, 25 years, it's like acid in your blood. It burns out your organs. It opens you up to all disease and cancers. Is adrenaline. this why I'm going through menopause at 45? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I have a client, 36 years old, masculine, not her fault, bad daddy, terrible experience with men, you know, sexual abuse as a young girl, a few times over, like completely like, you know, she had no choice. Her nervous system was toast and she had to learn to fight for her life, literally, from a little girl on, right? So it's not her fault. I get it. Right. But it became, it became a pace of life, right? <laughs> at, she started going through menopause at 32. By 34, she had no more period, no more symptoms or anything. The doctor says, you're going through menopause. You're just going through menopause, like early. Oh, it happens, right? So like she, and she says the entire life, she never had a regular cycle. It was like a ride the whole time. Get mm -hmm. this. Are you waiting for nature? Are you ready for nature? Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Works with me. Calms her nervous system down. Mm. Ends up in the relationship with a man. Wow. Right? As she started to be intimate with a man, Right, as in having somebody next to her in bed at night so she feels safe. 
mm-hmm. among other things. They're not even living together at the point yet. Her menstrual system kicked back in. Wow. Reversed, reversed her menopause. Everything kicked Holy back in. Shit. And regular, regular. She'd never been regular in her life. Nature, seriously, she's like, I don't know what's Nature. happening. She, she went to the doctor thinking something was wrong. He goes, oh my God, no, you're actually normal. Yeah, my baseline has always been fight or flight. And I've actually landed in, you know, comas a few times because my health goes down the tubes because my adrenaline is always pumping. How you sleep? I wear myself out to the point where I, I'll tell you, it's very interesting. We're having this conversation because I told Shanna last night, I had these electrical shocks going off all over my body and it happens quite a bit. And then I have to like touch it because it hurts. It feels like I'm getting bit and I know it's my nervous system. Are you ready? Yes. Your check engine light flashing. Oh. Check engine light. Check engine light. Mandy, engine that's light. not funny. Oh my God. Funny. That's scary. If it was a car, you take it right to the shop. Because you're gonna yeah, I need to go to the car. shop. You're gonna fuck up the car. But for you, it's not, there's no, the shop is not the doctor as much as pacing of life. Pacing yeah. of life. You have yeah. to stop squirting that adrenaline in your blood. This is, you know, because it's opening doors to damaging. I need to park my car in Andre's auto shop and get <laughs> check engine lights on. Get the, get the scanner to figure out why the check engine lights on. Seriously, yeah. that's really that's your body calling your attention to. This is not working. And now we're starting to oh. break down. The car's starting to break down, right? So- yeah. I will say it's progress that I had awareness around it and knew, holy shit, mm-hmm. my nervous system is freaking out tonight. I couldn't sleep. It was just, yeah. it was all over my body, my head, my feet. It was driving me literally crazy. Yeah. Um, so thank you for, you know what? Thank you for today. We get uh, yeah. a lot of, we get a lot of guests on where, um, we have aha moments, but I've had probably 30 with you today. Same. Um, same. You are fucking awesome at explaining mm-hmm. it. You're raw. I, I just truly appreciate the work uh, that you've put into this. And our, I know for a fact, our listeners are going to be uh, blowing you, you up. <laughs> um, uh, tell, our list, tell them where they can find you. Okay, simple. So by the way, I have a gift for your listeners. Yay. So it's this, this, this is, again, for me, it's about changing the cultural pace, right? And I'm doing like one woman at a time, one man at a time, one couple at a time right now. But the, okay. dream, the dream, the, 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 the calling, because it's a God calling, God calling, that I used to resent because it's so big, but it's actually to change the cultural belief of that over the top, you know, like flipping the roles because it's not working. It's destroying everything. Destroying mm-hmm. women's happiness, men's happiness, and our culture it has to stop. It's destroying children and family. It has to stop. So, I'm I'm up to something big, which means like a movement that has become national into international. But okay. there's only one of me, and but I'm pushing. So the idea of me getting on podcast is the idea of spreading the message, mm-hmm. people to jump on the wagon with me. It's it's humbling. Every one of my lady clients who starts from, this isn't working for me. I know I saw you how you changed my friend. Can you do this with me? And I get him through there, right? That all these women become role models. Mm-hmm. The, the women in their world, and they're all over the world because they do everything online, right? So they're all over the place, like sprouting everywhere. But yeah. these women, women actually become the inspiration and role models for women to be truly feminine and powerful. I have chills. Thank you. That's the passion. That's the mission, right? That's my job. What I'm offering you, if they're curious about what I'm up to, if they want to be one of my women who become role models in the world to be strongly feminine, and the, your superpower is your femininity, not your balls. We just talked about this, right? So I offer a free call. Like, so if you go to my website and I'll give you actually a, a landing page, if you go to 
andregroupcoaching.com. Just click, 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 andregroupcoaching.com. It takes you right to my calendar. There's different bracket. Book a VIP hour call. It's actually more than an hour and a half, typically. It goes right to my calendar. And we'll have a one-on-one call. And what I do in that call is I take you, whether you work with me or not from that place, it's irrelevant. I'm opening channels here. That will go to that five, six, seven, eight-year-old and really break down where it went awry for you. Everybody has a story, different, different level, right? And they'll peel the onion back so you could realize if nothing else, that call is on itself, on its own, it's very powerful. If nothing else, come out of that call understanding what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing wrong with you, it's your circumstances. And when you actually mm-hmm. kind of could own that, then the channels are open for you to do something else. So whether you work with me or somebody else, do you know what I mean? So I'm offering that andregroupcoaching.com, book a call, it's on me. It's about an hour and a half. And then it's a gift. My website is projectequinox.net. I have Project Equinox on Facebook with Andre Parody. I have a private group that you have to be invited in. It's called Dating and Relationship Insights. It's a private group. I have 1,700 women in there right now. And it's wow. just a place, a place to be part of a community. And you can email me, Coaching one the number one at Gmail. Just email me directly. I have a small group program. I have a big one-on-one. So there's different ways to get involved. Oh my God, yeah. where can we watch you dance? Because I now I keep I'm, I'm picturing you and your wife dancing. We still do, by the way. We still do. You do? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, well, I'm actually starting a workshop because like, now COVID kind of shut everything down. But as soon as start things start to open up a little bit here, like my next live workshop will be a combination of dancing and oh. le- lecturing because I'm telling you, this is again, oh, this, this is my whole life. I started dancing as a teenager, right? So my whole mm-hmm. life is the metaphors of what I'm teaching have always been in my life in the realm of dancing, but I'm telling you, if I, if I put a woman in a, car, a man's arm, whether it's your man or any man, right? If I, when I put men and women in each other's, in each other's arms, in a mm-hmm. second, I understand what's happening. If she can't be, wow. vulnerable, she can't be vulnerable, he can't lead her. If he's not confident, he can't lead her, right? And now mm-hmm. if he can't lead, she has to take it. And all of a sudden, the metaphors for life are right in my face. And then they go, like, a woman wow. understands instantly who she is at some level and the guys too. Like, you have to, you have to make it feel safe, dude. That proves even more I'm in my masculine because I, when I go to dance, I'm more Relating. like the man. <laughs> it's not that it's bad, right? You have to be masculine to get shit done. It's when yeah. do you stop it? And when do you actually, for your own sake, for your own heart, for your own spirit, for your well-being, when do you like let go? Yeah. Let someone get some help. Say, would you please? I don't feel like doing this. Thank you so well, much for helping me. Like all that stuff. And that becomes a practice because it's difficult when you're stuck in Absolutely. Your- and, and you boiled it down for me. It comes down to, I don't feel safe. And I thought the only way I could feel safe is through myself. But if I'm in a relationship with someone else, I need to feel that as well. And that uh, that's okay. Yeah, no. And that's the ultimate gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you don't feel safe, you have to control everything. If you control everything, you're a man. Right. And if you're going to make a man behave by controlling him and having obey you, that's not a man, that's a boy. The magic is to invite them to correct, invite them to do for you, invite them to soften up, invite them to save you, invite them to protect you, invite them. Right? So that's the magic right there. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. I go back to the big problem is not having figured out for yourself what you want first. Forget what the culture is telling you. To go tap into your heart, close your eyes, take three breaths, 
put your face in the sun for a minute, get grounded. What is a dream? What is a dream in 10 years, 15 years? So how do I want to end this? When I want, how do I want this story to finish? All right. So from here, I say this all the time, this people who are depressed live in the past. Mm. I wish it could have been that ah, what if I did, if I did that, if I'd done that, if I said that, if I knew that better, right? Women said to me, like, if I know all the stuff you taught me when I was 25, I go, it's irrelevant. You're here now. Mm-hmm. So we learn from the past. We don't live in the past. You live in the past, you're depressed. So we learn from the past. We don't forget the past. We take all the good lessons. Now we're here. Look, we're here. Like you and I, all the three of us right now, I'm looking at you guys. This moment is going to be gone forever in a minute. But all we have is here forward. People who are anxious live too far in the future. What if it never happens? What if I never get the man? What if I never get a shirt? What if I die alone? What if I become a cat woman, right? A cat lady. Like, oh, <laughs> that, that kills life and your inspiration. So we learned this. We're here. What do we want? Well, the dream is, okay, so how do, what do we do this week, this month, the next three months to step into that, becoming that reality? What do you want? Forget your mother because she had a battle with your dad and she's trying to protect you from man. Really? That's her shit, not your shit. What do you want? You want a relationship? You want a man? You want kids? Claim it. You don't have to tell anybody, but you have to own it and step towards that. Claim it. Claim Claim what you want. Thank you for those words for our break that shit down. You have been amazing. Thank you for coming on today. It is. And this is like this much. Right. So if you want to do this again, there's more and there's more and there's more. I could talk for literally like a month and a half straight and never <laughs> say the same thing. Seriously, you ladies are amazing because I do a lot of podcasts and let's just, say, let's just say that I do a lot of podcasts <laughs> and the level of depth we could go to depends of the person interviewing. Yeah. And you guys are well, smart, smart, inquisitive you know, and wide open as opposed to ready to fight with me. And that's maybe uh, well, we're so wide open. And, you know, we <laughs> always laugh. We're like, we're just two suburban moms podcasting on our floors while we're locking our children out, just trying to put some light out into the world. <laughs> and I appreciate that because my job, my, my mission is really to bring a different pace to the cultural belief that's destroying everything. I love it. I appreciate you ladies. A right, lot. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Andre. Nice to meet you. Hey, Sense of Soul listeners, we have some exciting news to share. Shanna and I have decided to offer an affiliates page on our website to our guests that we have had on. Then it makes it easy for you, our listeners, to find programs and professionals that align with you. Yes, it's so easy. Just go to our website, mysenseofsoul.com, and on our homepage, click the Network of Lightworkers Affiliates. Then scroll and simply click on your favorite guest. From there... Use the code under the guest that they have made particular to them and sign up or simply tell them that Sense of Soul has sent you. We have been so excited to announce our new ongoing partnerships with some of our amazing guests. Sense of Soul, Shanna and I will earn a commission for our endorsement and recommendation to their product or their service from this affiliates page. Your purchase will help support Sense of Soul in our purpose, bringing amazing episodes twice a week to our listeners all around the world. We want to take this opportunity to thank you, our participating affiliates and listeners for your support. Oh, and don't forget that we have a Patreon. Patreon is a platform where we have special exclusive content for Patreon members. Just download the free Patreon app and search Sense of Soul. Then pick your tier that resonates best with you. 
unlocking exclusive content like Mandy and I's exclusive mini series only on Patreon, our monthly Sense of Soul Sacred Circles. Patreon also has exclusive merch. We have polls on fun topics, bloopers, workshops, and even early releases of episodes. It is also an amazing way to build our community and interact intimately with our listeners. Check it out. We love and appreciate you all so much. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.